What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Flip Flop Guy podcast. I'm Andy Mokel, and I'll be your host. Our goal is to have epic conversations with people from all walks of life. There are no talking points that are off the table. It's going to get wild. We hope our guests inspire and motivate you to walk with purpose as we trudge the road of human existence. Enjoy the show. Yeah, the vaccine thing is like, it's been kind of interesting to watch it all unfold. And having gotten the vaccine myself, because I wanted to go to Canada, I didn't want to miss any, like if someone hit me up and they were like, hey. Let's go to Canada for two weeks. Yeah, or not just let's go to Canada, let's let's go do anything. Go anywhere. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, here's a, here's a dull sheep hunt for ridiculously cheap. Do you want to go? Yeah. And you need to be vaccinated for two weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So really, I just took it more as a projectile for better hunting opportunity. <laughs> you know? I hear you there. Uh, I'd say if I didn't have a full schedule when all these mandates came out, I probably would have done it too. But yeah. I was like, I, I wouldn't, wouldn't have been able to hop on those opportunities in my schedule that time of year anyway. So. Yeah. I mean, but the vaccine fucked me up, man. Not the first time I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was uh, pretty, pretty wild. It all needs to come to an end. I think it's coming to an end. When I was just down in uh, South Carolina with uh Bert Sorn and all the winter strong folks mm-hmm. and everything like that the rivets had come down yeah and the first night we were there we all went out to dinner and that was when a lot of the stuff was starting to happen with the uh, truck oh, okay yeah the truck protest what was what they call it oh. the trucker convoy I guess it was. Yeah. I can't remember. Still is. Yeah, it still is, right? Yeah. <clears throat> but that, I think, kind of, now everybody's dialing back mandates everywhere. You know, I haven't even heard and didn't even ask anyone at Sheep Show or anything. What are their requirements to get into here? Are they the same thing? You know, I don't think that the requirements to get in here are that, that bad. bad. It's getting back into Canada. Yeah. That's where the that's where the problems have been lying. I know just coming home from Mexico, it... That, they were i mean we had to show a negative covid test but that was it that was it yeah you know i i did hear of a couple people that had to show vaccine cards a couple weeks prior to us coming back but there was none of that well a bunch of canadians couldn't go back because they all got they all got sick and they got stuck in the u.s for an extra 10 days i I saw that (laughs) pretty funny yeah pretty funny dude we're sitting in your living room yeah and for everybody listening we have Sean Wood on a hot mic right now. Your success in your hunting career. I've been pretty fortunate. You've been pretty fortunate, man. Yeah. No, it's it's been a good ride the last 10 or 12 years. Yeah. So, hmm. so you've completed your slam, your grand slam. Correct. And you're now two sheep into... The second one. Your second slam. Yep caribou moose coos sitka whitetail mule deer wolves uh <laughs> key, i mean increase the list oh polar bear polar bear mm. what was a polar bear hunt like 
It was an unbelievable experience. So I'm going after my 29. Mm-hmm. And the polar bear was always one of the species. I'm like, I'm not going up there in negative 60 to freeze my ass off for two weeks. And it never was high on my priority list. And one of the outfitters in Canada, who I'd muskox hunted with, approached me at the sheep show. And you got a beautiful muskox. The muskox hunt was awesome, too. Absolutely beautiful. You did a full body mount on yep. it. That's phenomenal. It yeah. looks great. And uh, he goes, hey, I got something for you. I'm like... <laughs> what uh, you know trying to get me to spend money you know he's like i got a polar bear hunt that i think you you'd be interested in i said i'm not and then he said well it's a fall hunt it's out of a side by side you'll basically be cruising a bunch of bays glassing for polar bear and my number one method of hunting that i love is spot and stock glassing i can sit on a hill with a tripod all day mm-hmm. i'm like that sounds better and he goes what's the temperatures there in the it fall it was not bad yeah let me put it to you this way so i think i left up there on october 21st 22nd and it rained the day that i left mm-hmm. i mean there was snow on the ground the first day it was down in the low teens but it was around freezing the rest of the time yeah killed my polar bear on the third day saw 22 or 23 polar bears in three days really 17 legal bears and, and now you can't bring those back to the states nope it's still up in still up in canada did you did you go to sci this year i did not so there was a guy and i can't remember yes, the name he does of he, he does reproductions of polar bear mounts oh my god I don't think i haven't thought about it oh my god they're unbelievable the stuff that that guy's putting out is just wicked yeah no they're it's the lions I was a little iffy about, but the bears that he does? I've just seen his polar bears, and they yeah. look... His bears are they look spot on. Dead on. Yeah. So, anyhow, long story short, killed my bear on the third day. Saw, you know, over 20 bears. It was an unbelievable experience, and the people up there treated me well. Um, getting there was crazy. I mean, it was... From my house here in Fresno, it was six or seven flights to get to where my destination was. Mm-hmm. And... Um, God, that had to be a long day. Killed a bear that was over nine feet. So it was really. It was pretty damn cool. So it literally went from a hunt that I was like, I'm going to check the box, to it was next to my stone sheep hunt. It was my. It's my number two hunt I've ever gone. Really? Yeah, for sure. And your stone sheep is amazing. It's talk about a phenomenal representation of the species. Yeah, it'd, it'd be tough to top it. Yeah. So it just has an argali look to it. It so. really does. So how did you end up getting the international hunting bug? I don't know. It just starts as a bug when you're young and keeps growing and keeps growing. And your growing. first hunt, the doll hunt. The doll hunt. That so, was gifted to you by your grandfather. So, yeah, I'll tell you a little family background. So my great-grandfather was really, really active in wild sheep conservation. Mm-hmm. He never hunted till he was 50 years old, farmed his whole life and went to the doctor and the doctor said you need a hobby or you're gonna die really he took up big game hunting and now farming what kind of farming was he doing? um back then it was all row crops cotton here or here in the central valley yeah, yeah. and now it's, it's still family still farms and we've kind of transitioned into permanent crops mainly almonds mm-hmm. so so anyhow he he was very involved in wild sheep conservation he had his own he had a grand slam couple deserts short of two more i mean killed a lot of what sheep. what number slam did he have he never registered it really no nope. how wild matter of fact i haven't registered mine yet 
mm-hmm. and I'm going to try to get them both registered in simultaneous numbers. That's so cool. So, I, I've been told that it can probably happen. Yeah. So I'd think you know the right people to make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> and um, thanks. So for Grand it, Slam it, Club Ovis. And then my grandfather, he took up sheep hunting too, mm-hmm. and then I hunted with him as a kid and my dad. But I hunted more with my grandfather than my dad. And uh, he, uh, for high school graduation, he gifted all the grandkids, grandkids a car, and I got a sheep hunt. <laughs> and I'm going to say, out of the other six grandkids, I think five of the six totaled those cars. Really? I got that sheep on the wall still. You ain't going to total that. No, no. Yeah. No. So that's where it kind of started with the sheep deal and you know, I I try to I try to go north of the forty eight every year somewhere, mm-hmm. whether it's Canada or Alaska, it's God's country. It is. So I mean, BC is one of the most beautiful beautiful places I've ever been. Show me a prettier place. I don't think there is. Yeah. So I agree with that completely. Especially in September, October. Yeah. So unreal. Well, it's like for me going to Vermont <clears throat> in the fall has always been a bucket list, just to see it. Yeah. And then this year I went north of Maine. Into New Brunswick, New so. Brunswick yeah. and, and Moncton and all that. And I got to imagine that that's a fairer representation I, of, of the, what Vermont I would, would look so, like, yeah. you know? I would think so. But just, you're just driving through some of the most beautiful places. Same with BC is flying. You're yeah. just flying over some of the most beautiful country you've just, ever seen in your you, life. You feel like you're in a total different, you are in a total you different are. world. 100%. <laughs> you really are. You really are. Yeah. So... Um, Blowing up. Well, that's what happens when you have a party on Super Bowl Sunday. I yeah. Guess. Super so. Bowl Sunday. I was really hoping the Niners were going to get in, man. Oh, me too. Yeah. So, I've been a Niners kid my whole life. Uh, I haven't been a huge football fan, but... I'll, I'll pay oh, attention I'll, when the Niners are doing well. You and I are the same way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just too I'm heartbreaking. Not a, I'm, I'm not a diehard fan. I'll yeah. say that. It's, so. too, it's too heartbreaking to watch the rest just, of the year. Yes. If there's no climactic yeah. anything, you know. But, but that's so cool. So you you dove into your first doll hunt, mm-hmm. and that kind of for oh, you it, set the bar. It set the bug. Yeah, set the bug. And so I did that when I was twenty, and I I mean just from that point on, it's like I got to do this. I got to keep like I cannot not do this. Like I know what I'm going to have to do to make a living mm-hmm. to be able to afford to do this. There's, there's, it pushes there, there, you there, harder there, to there, work There harder. is no other way about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so put the blinders on and put the nose Keep to rolling. the grindstone. And, you know, I ended up, it was nine years later when I shot my stone. But that was after I had a developed career and everything else. And as soon as the, the stone sheep, when that was completed, it's like, okay, th- this can happen. You know, we can actually do this. Th- th- this is going to happen. It's going to take a lot more determination to get there, but it's going to happen. Everything's possible. So, six years later, it happened. Really? Yep. How wild, man. So, and then try to move on to, oh, I'm going to do something else. I'm going to do other species. And yes. Yeah. You always come back to the sheep. <laughs> Well, it's such an iconic animal, man. There's no, in my experience, when I kind of started getting really exposed to it, for me, which wasn't until 2015, you know, I I was always very much so a 
deer, deer and elk yeah. hunter. Yeah. And that was it. And when I got exposed to it, by being exposed to the brand Kuyu. Yeah, exactly. Which that was, that was what opened my eyes to international hunting on a major scale. And thousands of other people. <clears throat> yeah. You know. Well, I, I, you know, case in point, probably start blaming on the on the rise of prices and everything. On no doubt. Making yeah. such a spectacle out of it. It, it, it. It's a double-edged sword, man. It is, but how important was that to the species? And the people that are now willing to throw in at it and the new generation of folks that are getting into it, me being one of the new generation, you know, but I think also in the new generation, there's, I think there needs to be a better understanding of what conservation is a hundred percent and, and how to preserve the species and the animal. Right. Yes, I agree with you. And there's this preconceived notion of what conservation being is I'm going to throw money at it and it's all going to work itself out. Well, it doesn't. Yeah. You and I have seen that firsthand. Yeah. It's, it goes to the next level and the younger generation needs to get to the next level of being boots on the ground people. Mm-hmm. Because I've seen organizations that are very cash rich and very poor with actually getting the job done. Yeah, on certain jobs right now, yeah, and, I and not having the manpower to go out and initiate ideas and objectives and actually do them. Yeah, you know, complete. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I've seen that, and I think, I think right now what we're looking at is a major changing of the guard. You're looking at the older generation cycling out. There's a lot of gray hair where they've where they've gotten comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, they've got bank accounts that are loaded. Yep, and. I wouldn't say that they're out there to not do conservation, but they're they're I think that they're limited in their ideas and their abilities yes. on what they can do and what they can accomplish and achieve. And they don't have the bandwidth anymore because of how old they are yep. to actually get boots on the ground and make those things possible. Right. No, and they're just they're not subjected to what we see day in, day out. I mean yeah. Let's just call it redheaded stepchild in my mind, social media. I mean, 100%. it's got its good, it's got its bad, but it's put so much exposure to what we do out there. And those old, those older guys don't, they don't get it. No. I mean, they just, they don't get where things are going. Well, the, and I would almost even say too, like, you look at the... And, and this is only because I'm speaking to my lifetime. You look at the late 80s, 90s, and early 2000s as far as conservation going, and it was a losing battle across every front. Yep. And there was no... No wins. No wins at we, all. We, the last few years, we've got some wins. We've got some wins, you know. We've got a lot of wins. Yep. And a lot of people that are waking up and a lot of people that are actually stepping up to the plate and coming up with new ideas in new ways. Yep, getting creative. It's all yeah. about it's all about getting creative because the old standard way of doing things it, it, it it's doesn't gonna, work it, anymore. It, no, it doesn't work. It does not work. Yeah, so. you know. But but back to what we were talking about with people understanding conservation. It's like what's happening right now in Canada with the sheep hunting. 
and you have all these new young guys that are getting into sheep hunting. And if it's a legal ram, they don't care. They're going to shoot it because they want that notoriety. No, no, no. If they think it's a legal ram, they're going to shoot it. Yeah. I don't even want to know how many rams get left on a mountain. Rock because, piled. Because it's seven or it doesn't break And they the don't want to let the crown know they did it. Or it is, it, well, yeah, because yeah. it's going to come down on them. And you, you've been up there. You've seen it. The chances of getting away with leaving something up there on the mountain? Probably over 90% yeah. did them getting away with it. And yeah. The risk isn't worth the reward, so I don't know. Uh, it's. What do you think people – I would say this more on, on our end as Americans because we're talking about hunting in Canada when it comes to sheep. What do you think the solution would be? Would it be education and educating the newer, younger guys that can buy these tags – at their leisure over the counter and educating them on oh you can come over here man we got a hot mic for you okay we got (laughs) we got a third wheel in this party yeah do you think that it would be educating these guys on conservation and actually achievement of the species or i would say it's just as important yes to answer your question it's as important or more important to educate the folks in charge of state agencies and stuff like that what the actual purpose of going out and doing it because to most of them it's a fucking job yeah and they don't care i mean i'm not gonna say all of them are that way but there's a lot of people that don't really oh we're gonna get out we're gonna go do this well no if the whole the whole governing body got to see the what the end result was and we're more educated on that level i think things would happen a lot quicker because hey we're from california let's just yeah let's just use that as an example right there's a lot of people at our governing bodies that, I mean, I'm going to be blatantly honest. They have no conception. They're there for a paycheck, man. That's it. That's it. Yeah. And I think anybody that lasts longer than four years in state government isn't there to make a change. They're there for a career. Exactly. And we'll leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. Walking into some, some conservation topics. Why don't you introduce yourself? I'm Paul Schultz. You can pull that closer to your mouth. Is that, is that better than I thought there? Oh, yeah, that's good. I didn't want to hear myself huffing and puffing. Oh, so. it's okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm Paul Schultz. And, uh, yeah, what are we talking about? Uh, right now, we're talking pretty much about what's happening in Canada with a lot of young rams being killed and what that's going to hey. be doing to the, you know, five years down the line for sheep hunters and people that are trying to get respectable, you know, 10-plus-year-old rams you know, just beautiful, great-looking rams that, you know, what, what do you do? <laughs> and Andy, you probably don't know this, but our conversation started talking about vaccinations. Mm-hmm. Oh. Tell them what you just had to do in Canada. Well, oh, well, I had to cancel I had to cancel a sheep hunt, essentially. Yeah. I had a, a famine hunt planned. Um, it was supposed to be this last year. And uh, obviously, Canada didn't really open in time. It didn't work out. And uh, I went and I met with the outfitter at sheep show a couple weeks ago and pretty much told them I'm going to need my deposit back because I'm not getting vaccinated and you know I, I've made a personal medical decision for me that, that I'm not going to do that and I'm not going to go to Canada anytime soon unless they're going to let me across the border unvaxed unvaxed see now how do i get that cancellation <laughs> <laughs> honestly i could i can probably put you in touch with them but we should talk about that off the air yeah. The, yeah there's some other stuff going on with that outfit yeah too so. yeah absolutely and i i have to imagine that there's i talked to a lot of the outfitters there at cheap show and it seems like there's 
maybe some workarounds, you know, or there, if there isn't today, there will be here at some point. So. Yeah. But. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so wild to watch it all unfold and what's been happening up there. Like I've heard of people that are not getting their deposits back. I've heard, you know, the, the deposits already spent to keep the business running for yep. a year. Well, no one was able to go hunt all different kinds of stuff. Yeah, this outfitter, he's already returned a refund to another buddy of mine um, who basically opted not to go up there for a different reason. But um, so we'll see. I, I haven't seen a penny of it yet, and you know, we're, it's a it's a pretty significant chunk of change. So I bet, a especially months, a for a hunt like bucks. that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. wild. Yeah, I booked my first sheep hunt this year. I'm I'm thrilled for it. Awesome. Where are you going? With Glenda up in uh, Canole. Oh, cool. Glenda's my buddy. Tell her, tell her Yukon Paul said hi. She, I will. She loves me. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. For sure. No, that's cool. Um, yeah, I, I kind of became buddies with one of her. Uh, gosh, I don't remember his name now. Who was the? Harrison. Oh, Harrison, yeah. But me and Harrison are buddies. I, I like him a lot. I love going out with that guy. He's a he's a good, good guy and a sharp kid. Really? He really is, yeah. Huh. Yeah, he's a neat guy. Maybe so. I'll get paired with him. There yeah. you go. Make a request. Yeah. 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 No, he's he's cool. I think you'd have a good time with him. So okay. he's a lot of fun. We'll have to look into that. But. So no that, that that's awesome. That's awesome. But when are you gonna when are you gonna put this this out there? Oh this will probably I'll probably release it in the next week. Yeah, I got this one and another one in the bank. Yeah. Well, I, I'm actually, I, I'm leaving for a sheep hunt in two days. Are so, you? Yeah. To where? Uh, Mexico. Nice. Yeah. Where at? Um, Sonora, basically. That's awesome. Sonora. Yeah. It's a, my, my friend Sean here kind of put me in touch with somebody and something came to pass that I wasn't expecting and nobody really knows about it. That's why I asked her to do it. Cause like aside from my wife and Sean and one other person, like, you're the only one that knows about <laughs> you're it. You're the only one that knows that I'm going. There's about and, to be and, a and, whole and, lot of people that well, know about yeah. it. And, and, and <laughs> we kind of wanted it that way, you yeah. know? So it's a, it's kind of a fun thing to, you know, just pop onto the, 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 the text group with a, Hey, look, I went sheep hunting and didn't tell anybody. So <laughs> we've all, we've done that to each other. We've all done it. We've done to each other a couple of times. It's just kind of fun to do that. So I don't even know why we're a bunch of 30 and 40 year old, 12 year olds, you know? So, well, especially when it comes to sheep hunting. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, that, so that'll be number two, right? It will. Yeah. Tell them about your first one. Well, I was actually, I was fortunate enough. Um, you know, as Sean is currently right now, I'm on the board of directors of California Wild Sheep and uh, been involved with that organization. Sean got me involved, what, probably 12 years ago now? I'd say somewhere around there. 12, yeah. 13 years mm -hmm. ago. And, you know, started going to their events and just, you know, as, as you've seen, you know, Sheep Show and this community, it's a it's a big, small community. and It's a you, big, you, small community. It, that's it, well put. Yep. And, and you, you just, you make, the, you make this group of friends. Anyway, long story short is that, you know, I started going and, um, they, uh, I had talked to um, Ultima Thule or uh, Don Martin about possibly going up on that hunt. And uh, I, I want to say I talked to him about 2018, and we were kind of like you know, finalizing the details. Well, at the event in 2016, they had a, they raffled one of those off every year then. I don't know if we're going to be able to do that anymore. But anyway, long story short is he pulled my name. And so the hunt that I was wanting to go on, I... I basically won mm -hmm. and so I got to go up there and hunt with Don Ultimately and um, 
putting down some slammers up there. Oh, unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, my, my, mine is a good ram, and it's a dink compared to some of the stuff they've been killing. Yeah, yeah. The last Damn near 160 five. inches. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> yeah, my, my, mine's one of the smaller ones that have been taken, and, and uh, they've just killed giants up there. It's a special place. It seems place. like every year. It, it really is. I mean, it, I, you know, Sean got to go up there this year, and, you know, we're, we're good friends with Don and everything, and, and Jay Stafford who's up there as well. And um, it's just I, I'd like to go back and just hang out there for a month if I could, and not even hunt, just get to be up there. It's just an be amazing, camp. just an amazing place. Yeah, to, yeah, I found that a lot up at Tashodi, yeah. and and being in camp, we were there for I don't know, fifteen days or something like that, and just being there and experiencing, getting it. to see the ins and outs of how an outfit works. Yeah, and, like how it really works. Oh yeah, no, it's it's amazing. Yeah, so. and then just those places, like somewhere that is. Aside from, you know, there's, what, 10, 20 people around, right? But it's just incredibly wild. Like, there's just, there's there's nobody bears anywhere. coming into camp. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You, know, you never know what's going to happen next. You know, the, up there at Ultima Thule, you know, there's, I mean, you can you can hear the river 24 hours a day, and there's glaciers cracking, and things are falling. Like, it just, you, you feel like you're almost in this adventure action movie all day every day because it's <laughs> that's just, why hollywood loves it so that's well. it yeah it's just it's just incredible i mean it's it really, reliving really his is. matrix that's, days. that's right <laughs> yes. <laughs> no it is it's a those are neat places anytime you can stand somewhere and realize that you know point ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the population has of never humans seen this will never stand here they'll never see it and uh it's that's just special because you know, we go to Reno or Vegas and, you know, the Grand Canyon. Well, tens of millions of people see those places all the time, right? And then you go there and you realize, you know, it's possible that a million people have never stood here ever in the history of man. Or a thousand. Or a thousand. Or a thousand. Thousand. <laughs> yeah. Matter. yeah. Or a hundred. Yeah. 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 yeah, depending on where you are, you know. Yeah. It's, I, I remember know. up in B.C. we fell asleep on this hillside. It was, like, drizzling a little bit, but you could still see you know three or four miles across and everything we passed out and all of us had our spotters on one mountainside uh, you know way yeah. way out there and we woke up and all looked in our spotters and now there's sheep nice where we were glassing like didn't even move the spotter they just were, woke they, up they were looking. just they were just there. there they were yeah so cool yeah. man yep yeah it's so fucking cool <laughs> but yeah cow wild sheep is is pretty awesome i had the last year i put in right. to get on the board i mean thank god i didn't make it because i wasn't gonna last in california much longer but smart man yeah <laughs> yeah i had to get out and can't i don't know how you guys are still doing it because you can't grow an almond or a tomato somewhere else that's, that's very true or else i'd be out of here yeah but so. my business is, is for sale and um, i have a daughter graduating high school this year I have a son that will start the seventh grade, but we're pretty much, we're kind of in a weird spot. We've got about two years to get out. Mm -hmm. And then if we don't, then seven years from now when he graduates, we're gone. Like, it's not a matter of if, it's, we're going at some point. Yeah. The sooner the better. What's your business? I'm a contractor. Okay. I'm I'm a contractor. Yeah. But I, it's a franchise that I own and um, I can't just like move it I, I have to sell it because i'm under contract to, to operate yeah. here, here in this area so i have to get it sold first you know? there you go hopefully sooner than later so. that ain't bad but then on a day like this i was driving over here and the, you know you could see the snow in the sierras i remember why why i loved growing up here and living here i mean the, the, this is and can be a beautiful place it's just, 10 days a year 
Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe fifteen. This is one of them, so we, we picked yeah. a hell of a day to be. Well, we were driving so. around this morning, and I'm like, "Man, this is just so beautiful." And I, he's said, like, wait, yeah. I said, "Wait till May." <laughs> so, okay, it is until May. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. I get that. Yeah, well, and it just and all hell's breaking loose in this state. I mean, everywhere you go, it just uh, it gets it, worse and worse. It, and everything. Worse. Everything you see and hear on the news, it's ten times worse. What, what's really going on on the ground here yeah. in California? I mean, they just—they don't want you to see it, but th- th- this place is a freaking third-world country. Over eighty percent of the state. Yeah. So, well, for me, like living in Marin County, growing up in Marin County, and then watching it shift to where it is now, you know, more of the San Francisco trash, garbage scene, the homeless yeah. community, everything like that. <laughs> watching them come across the bridge and then start inhabiting Marin County and there's tent cities and here in Fresno there is is there really oh, you I go, bet you go up, it's beautiful oh, you, here you all go, year round you go up and down Highway 99 it, it's a tent city under every yeah. overpass it, yeah. it, it makes you want to throw up well but why is the state allowing it? I don't you know? know. And what that, I think, does to our psyche in seeing that every day. Like, sure, maybe we're like, God, that sucks. You know, but, like, what it does long-term affect to our, to our mental health, I think is terrible. I don't even think that we know what the effects are. And I don't even know if it's been studied. Yeah. But it, it's terrible for us to I think it's happened so fast. I don't think it's, they've had time to study it. Yeah. Or even thought about it. Right. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like I've never liked watching like the super gory, you know, chainsaw massacre horror movies. I just watched it the other night. I just I've never been a fan of it. Not that like it doesn't scare me or bother me. I I just don't know that that it's it's great for the soul. And I, I think to your point, like staring at those tent cities and the homeless camps and things like that, driving by it every single day. It, it, Where is you? It, it's no good for my attitude. I can yeah. assure you that. I mean, it doesn't. Well, it's a representation of our government yeah. and this, or the state's government. I should say not ours, your state's yes. government. <laughs> not my problem anymore. <laughs> yeah. That's you let guys' me, problem Let me now. detach myself <laughs> from that really quick. Yeah. Yeah. You know? No, you're, you're absolutely right. And it's, yeah. I, kind of a weird story. I, about three months ago, I was having dinner with my wife and my son, and we had agreed that my son wanted this video game. And so we were going to go to Best Buy. Um, I don't know why I'm, I'm telling this story, but it's just kind of to your point. So we're walking to Best Buy with my son, and all of a sudden these two guys come running out, and they've got a bunch of shit in their hands, right? Heist. They're, they're, they're stealing, like, all this shit. Yeah. And, that, like, they're running right at us. I'm sitting there going, okay, what do I do? What do I do? I'm going, I could probably knock these two fuckers out right now and wait for the cops to show up. And But then I look at my wife and my son. I'm like, okay, no. So I, I kind of I follow them over. To their car as they're loading up and i'm taking pictures of their license plate and everything and uh and like the employees are watching this and i'm just like hey fuckers i got you you know and uh and so we go into the store and you know i, I give them you know all that stuff and i go so you know what are you guys gonna i mean like they can get them now right i mean that they, they have their freaking license plate now no man that nobody's gonna do it the, the cops won't even come out and talk to us about it and this is this is where i'm going with this freaking long story is on the way home, like I, I was, I was upset. Like it really upset me because I, I grew up like that shit didn't happen. You know, like the you caught shoplifting. Yeah, cops are coming. Yeah, yeah, for a twenty-five cent stick of gum. So, then you get your ass beat when you get home. Yes, <laughs> yeah. So, so that's I, the main part. Probably this is what bothered me is my eleven-year-old. He could tell he's he's like dad. What, what are you so upset about? He's all like they didn't hurt anybody. Like he's he doesn't. View he's it. generalized it. He he doesn't view it as. 
horrible of a thing as I did when I was 11. Like, when I was 11, it, like, the thought of the cops coming would have me shit in my pants, right? My 11-year-old's like, you know, because he sees that that shit happens it's all normal. the time. It, it, it's, it's, it's a new to normal. To become normal. And, 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 and that really, like, that hurt my heart that my son didn't. I mean, not that he would do anything like that, but he didn't think it was that big of a deal. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, and. Disappointing. And two, and and I'm, I'm just going to speak out of my experience as a kid. Like, if I would have seen that stuff when I was a kid and I was lost in drug addiction and alcoholism and all this stuff would have been okay, what would I have done back then? Because every because you could do it and you could get away with it and it wouldn't be a problem. You know yeah. what I mean? How much more trouble would I have gotten into and how much deeper would I have gone? You know, being like, oh, well, it's, it's okay. It's okay. You know, I, could go, I can go rob $900 from any store five days a week and make my living off of that. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, and that's what's... That, that's what's exactly what's happened is that people are making their living being thieves, criminals. heisters, yeah, yeah thieves, yeah, and, and it's been it's normalized. And then you know, there's all this talk that, I mean, they want to make like um, sexual relationships with children not nearly as criminal as, as it used to be. It's like don't even get me started on that shit. These people are sick. I yeah. mean, it is. Yeah. I, I don't even. I can't get my head wrapped around it. Why? I, are they are they doing that because there's so many people at such a high level that are involved in that shit that they need to normalize it before it can come out that they're all involved in it? I, you know, like yes. th- that's the I, only I, thing I, that I can think of to justify these sorts of behaviors. Yeah. At, you know, at a governmental level, there's so many people involved in this shit that they have to normalize it in order for it to be when it whenever it does break. You know, the what, what was yeah. his name? The Epstein stuff. The whenever Epstein that stuff, stuff does come out, yeah, it's like ah, see, people been doing it forever. It's it's, it's just it's part of it's part of human deal. nature. Now we need to accept everybody. Give me a fucking break. Yeah. We need to hang those people. Yeah. Hang yeah. one or two of them publicly. I guarantee you one thing. Yeah, <laughs> public execution. It, oh, or, or like what was that deal? It was South America where they they cane those kids shoplifted and they publicly cane them. I mean. If we did that here, I, you take I, one I, or two times. I, I, I'd it. buy season tickets. I, I'd show up every Saturday <laughs> afternoon for the Saturday show up afternoon to the Niners Canadian. Stadium. Yeah, for like there the, you go. Hell yeah, yeah. Prosecution. Yeah, yeah. But put it up on the on the big board. Mm-hmm. You know, this is what this fucker did, and yeah. now you know he's going to take here's their criminal rap sheet, <laughs> yeah. and now this is their this punishment. This is what we're yeah. going to do. Yeah. yeah, and then just zoom in on their face. Coliseum days. Sh- yep. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, you're right. It probably wouldn't last nearly as long, but they've made they made it so normal and so easy to get away with. And I don't know. I, I, I still, you know, if a law enforcement officer approaches me, I'm, like, I'm not scared of them or anything. But I still have that that a sense Here of respect. Yeah. Oh yeah, you yeah. know what? Let's yeah. you know when they do pull me over, I'm freaking ten and two. Oh yeah. Yes sir. Yes ma'am. But when I, if I get pulled over for you know a traffic violation or something like that all four windows of my truck go down yep. trucks off you know I'll put I put my hands on the ceiling and it and it's not because I'm afraid that I'm gonna get shot mm-hmm. but I want that officer when they approach my vehicle to feel as comfortable as humanly possible well, yeah. well, and if you do have a firearm you turn around and look at him and say there's a firearm in this location yeah it's unloaded yeah mm. I, I I've had uh, over the last 15 years I've been pulled over twice when I, I've, I've had my sidearm on me. Here in California, I've had a CCW forever. And uh, one time, the guy goes, cool. I told him where it was, what it was. He talked to me. 
He just said, you know, just keep your hands where they are, and we we're cool. Yeah. Had another guy. He had me, you know, he opened the door for me, reached and opened the door, and he had me get out, and he took it off of me yeah. and went to the tailgate of my truck and unloaded it, and we talked about it. He saw I was legit, and he handed it to me. We stood there talking about guns yeah. for 45 minutes. Yeah. yeah. No. Um, There's definitely a right way and a wrong way. Yeah. Absolutely. approach that kind of stuff. Absolutely. California's still the Wild West, man. <laughs> There's this place up north where, <laughs> where, where he hunts <laughs> up there north of Clear Lake, Laytonville. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's freaking. It's, it's the hills of West Virginia and California. Oh, yeah. oh it's crazy. Yeah, you get up there st- towards st- the Emerald Triangle, it starts getting a little it, bit weird. Instead of steels, it's houses. Yeah. And yeah. It, it is something else. You know, there's there all kinds of pot grows up there. And mm-hmm. the, <laughs> should I tell the, the dog story? Nah, we'll no, okay. that off of this. no, we'll okay. leave that out for okay. public information. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's something else up there. No. Yeah, that was a fun tangent right there. Yeah, it was good. Van. That was a rabbit hole. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Back to sheep concert. Yeah, 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 let's yeah. get back to hunting. <laughs> yeah, so. man. So you're two sheep in. Or you're going to be two sheep in. I should be. I Hopefully a week from today we'll, we'll be two in. So you got yeah. your doll and you're going for a desert. A desert this week, yeah. And yeah. then you, you were looking at a stone. Was that right? Uh, a fanon, yeah. Fanon. And, and I, I'm not going to do that, but I, I'm pretty certain that here in about two weeks I'm going to be putting some money down on, on a rocky. Mm-hmm. And uh, and. We're gonna hopefully figure out the workaround. We're a couple of years out. What, what year we? We'll figure it out. We're gonna do yeah. it. To, we're gonna do it together. We both yeah. got on, but yeah, so. yeah. And that'll put you one away from your next slam. One away, hopefully. Yeah, you'll need another stone, right? Right. Hundred thousand dollars. More than that. Hmm. Well, I guess 20, 2025 they were booking out for a hundred k. So if you're looking at twenty, oh no, 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 for the one hunt, it's not. It, it's Alberta, so it's no, no. But I mean for for another stone. Oh, for another stone, yeah, yeah. No, I, to be honest with you, I'll, I'll go the Fannin route. I, I need mm-hmm. a Fannin, so yeah. Um, I, my next stone, unless something crazy happens in a raffle somewhere, well, it'll be a Fannin. Now, do you think if they ever um, take the Sierra Nevada bighorn off of the endangered species list and then start giving out like a tag or two tags. It'd be one of the best things for conservation. If that money was put back back, into the species, back into the species, it would probably be one of the best conservation success stories you'd ever see. Now, would it be a North American five? It would probably be considered a fifth sheep. No, it would probably, I don't know if it would go under a desert or a rocky. My my gut tells me it would go under a rocky. I couldn't imagine it go under a desert. I, I don't think so either. With with the, with the area they inhibit, I, I don't think they would go under a desert. Yeah. Although, across the valley, they're deserts. Yeah. So from where they are right now, I mean, 20 miles from where they inhibit right now, they're considered deserts. But I, my gut would tell me they, they'd be considered a rocky. I, and I don't know what a tag like that would even sell for. It, it would. I think the oh, first oh. the first tag would break a half mil. I the first raffle tag, if it went a cheap show, it'd break a half. If it mil was marketed, if it was marketed correctly, which it's not hard to market to that group, that group because that group all talk. I mean, there, well, there's everybody not that, there, there's not that know there, what there's it not is. that many people. Yeah. in that group. Well, yeah. shoot, didn't we we had six tags that went for over three this year, right? Well, there was yeah. that one night we broke a million off three tags. Was that Thursday or Friday night? I think it was. 
It was Friday. No, I think it was Saturday. Was, was it, it Saturday night? It was Saturday night because yeah. my dad was with me. Oh, no, maybe it was the night before. Yeah. It was one of the two. Each night there were multiple tags yeah. over 300, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So, yeah. So, like you said, that one, it, it would hit five. Maybe I think even so. more. Maybe it, even more. In today's economy, it would. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, even with a downed economy, people that have that money still have that yeah, type of money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah the, well, and especially for a once-in-a-lifetime first right. person to ever. Oh, there's species collectors out there that yeah. want it bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think we're a long way away from that right now. Personally. Do you? Yeah. I thought they were getting pretty close. <clears throat> with what I've seen in this state and what it takes to get a tag after something's been taken off a list yeah. on top of it I, it I think there's going to be a lot of loopholes that have to go through to get something I think the population is there to have a tag no doubt mm-hmm. and one at least one a mm-hmm. raffle tag it's a mountain lion's food yeah. for a week yeah seriously you know I mean what are the mountain lions doing to the population <sighs> not making it any better that's for sure and they'll never they'll never come off of California's constitution no. shit I don't think so no. the state's constitution so incredibly ridiculous too and not only can we not hunt them here we, we can't we can't bring them back into the state so yeah. we, i mean uh, the, our fish and game commissioner seven eight years ago he was the one that went to idaho yeah he, he yeah. went to idaho he, he he didn't do anything illegal everything, at all everything legal. everything was legit he didn't try to bring it back in he didn't i mean but because he was a commissioner here it's it's complete insanity yeah it's complete insanity well it's like oh well you can't go 80 here but if you go 80 in nevada you're gonna lose your job yeah. CHP. But it's yeah. it's the same thing. It's the exact same thing. That's the best comparison I heard yep. Yep. of that whole that whole scenario. Yeah. Doesn't make sense, man. Uh, and, you know, I mean, California has and used to have some pretty significant deer populations and I mean, the, those mountain lions have devastated not, And not, not just mountain lions. Our bear situation now, which we can uh, go down that avenue yes. right now yeah. if we want to go down that avenue. But um, those bears play hell with our deer. Mm-hmm. And they're the population of the bears in this state. I don't think there's any scientific data to prove how they've increased over the last 10 years. All you have to look is at the instances that they... them being in people's kitchens and garages and neighborhoods. And being on, like, I was telling Andy at breakfast this morning, property we hunt up north, where 15 years ago they didn't see a bear. One, They'd see one bear a year. Well, I know for a fact there's over a dozen bears on this 1,000-acre piece of property. Yeah. That's that's not sustainable. That's insane. And those are the ones we know about. Yeah. So so going back, I mean, 40, 50 years, the, the Tahoe Basin... That they've never allowed bear hunting that they're in the the greater Tahoe Basin on the California side. I don't know if they do that on the Nevada side, but I want to say that the it's whole, very limited. It's if, very, it, yeah. if, if there is, yeah. it's very, very limited in all Nevada bear situations. Well, they've been so. having problems for years there with the vacation homes and all that. Bears, I mean, every every month there's multiple stories of people wake up. Well, even all through the winter. Because yes. they don't yeah, hibernate. No. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the, they have the whole, but I lived up there for a couple of years. They had a whole, this bear league in the first year I was up there, this is 97, 98 or something like that. Um, fishing game euthanized a bear and these people, I mean, this is 1998. They're out on highway 50, like 300 people. And they had a candlelight vigil for this bear. 
that had Jesus. that was breaking into houses like it, it was a it was a bad bear right mm-hmm. and uh, it they you know they they call fish and game when the bear's doing this but it's the policies that they want and that they've essentially put in place that is causing it well we've now done that in the entire state of California the entire state of California I mean while there is still bear hunting I my guess is we probably kill twenty five hundred to three three thousand less bear a year than what we did before I would say it's pretty conservative what so our quota for the state is 1700 or 1800 yeah, <laughs> yeah. just yeah. gonna put that up but but, but, but but no i get the, what you're the, saying those dog hunters yeah weren't i mean they killed bear yeah yeah lots of bears so yeah 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 but what's crazy to me is since they've gotten rid of dog hunting um we haven't hit a quota Right, and I've—I mean, I've beaten this drum for four or five years now. But since they got rid of it, you know, and, and you're looking at, you know, missing by five hundred to to eight hundred bear a year. Yeah, you're you're missing 30, thirty to fifty percent of your objective. Yeah. So what are that? What what percentage of that population is female? Which percentage is giving one to two cubs? Every year. Every year. And then increase that every year. So, you know, let's say it's 50%, and that 50% is <clears throat> double, call it doubling the population of, of the 50%. It's, it's exponential growth over a decade. But it's, it's insanity. Yeah. Well, then you look at the average lifespan of a bear. Yeah. Versus well, a deer. I mean, figure a deer, you know, it's probably six to eight years if they reach, if they go through their life cycle. Well, bears double that. Yeah. yeah. Or more. Yeah. You know? And they, they don't tend to get hit by cars. They don't tend to succumb to the elements. I mean, you know, deer deal, deer, I don't think are. They're as, above they, deer they, on the food chain, put it that yeah, way. Yeah. So, and and yeah. they're just not as robust. I mean, no. they, they, yeah, they, they, they die. They don't die very easy. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild, man. Oh. It's wild. I'm trying to take away bear hunting like last year when they started it trying to take it away i was like are you kidding well and what everybody who's listening to this needs to be concerned about if they're not already is that's where it starts california is is the, the testing the base grounds. maps yeah yep. and then because for it, anything it, it, that there's all can do. i mean if you don't think copper bullets are coming your way and lead freeze coming your way you're mistaken it, it, it's in route because it's 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 gun control right and the bear stuff. I know they were talking. Was it Oregon? That they, they, I think it was Oregon. They were just talking about doing something with bears and. No, and, in California uh, too. Yeah, yeah. Cal- no, but it's the. the, no, the, the, Oregon, the in Oregon, the, the, Oregon's there too. They're it's, increasing. They're increasing their spread on where yeah. they're trying to shut down different hunting. They're, Colorado, they're, Colorado. I should say there was something in Colorado. Yeah, and, yeah Co- Charles from Howl for Wildlife. Yeah. He went out to Colorado, and sat in the deposition or whatever you would call it. And listen to all the statements from the people that were sponsoring the bill and against the bill, whatever. And with what he's created with how one of the biggest comments that the people made from the podium was, we have been drowned in emails. The amount of emails are, right. that are coming through, which is all, you know, based out of, you know, the, the catalyst that yep. uh, Charles has created. Right. And that's insane. But finally, hunters have not had that working for them for very long. It, it's, we were talking about this at the beginning of the podcast. Is that we're getting to the point where we're, we do have a few wins on our side. Yeah, so, and they're know. good wins. 
Yeah. They're solid wins, and they're, they're wins based off of science, yeah. you know, and and protecting a species and managing a species, you know, which is what we're here to do as hunters. But what I always struggle with is, you know, I, I, I have friends and acquaintances that, that aren't involved with hunting and conservation, those things, and some of these are very bright people. They just didn't grow up around it. It's just not something they've been around. And they still have this stigma or this idea that, you know, that they don't understand that hunting is conservation. And they're, oh, you're just out there killing all the but freaking animals. But you're that, looking you know, at three or four decades of people that have been taught that hunting is killing animals and yep. not conservation. Yep. You know, through Disney and through everybody else, it's yep. anti-hunting and against hunting. And I think that is, is the problem. And, and, you know, Charles brought up a really good point to me. He was like, why don't we have billboards? Billboards that post scientific facts of what's actually hunt, what hunting actually is contributing to species. And I was like, dude, that's a great idea because how many people are just going to drive by that billboard every day and read a little piece of it every day and get a little bit more knowledge every day. And then they're going to want to look into it and they're going to want to understand it better. Whether they're hunting, anti-hunt, you know what I mean? Sure. The anti-hunters are going to eat it up because they're going to have to look into it. Yeah. And then the people that are on the fence, they're going to eventually want to know more. Yeah. You know? You know, I. Uh, it's been a decade now. Maybe not quite a decade, but I think it was the... Jason Harrison had that article interview in, in the, I think it was, was the Wall Street Journal uh, that that was in? Uh, no, I think the New York Times. So what was it? But yeah, that was a great I, article. I, I, it was fantastic. Yeah. And, and he really, he did an amazing job speaking at the level that those people need to hear is for the, you know, what we're doing out here isn't, isn't just, we're not just out killing animals. It is conservation. And I'm really big and I, I always read the comments of, of articles like that. And I remember when all that came out, I kept on going through it and reading. And uh, it was amazing how many people went, wow, I, I, I didn't see it this way. You know, like it, and he was able to speak out. Articulated. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And it, it was really fantastic. And so we need more of that. And, you know, he was obviously a special person that was able to, in a place to deliver a message like that. But um, we need more of that. We, we need more people to get a picture of, of what sheep shows like and, and what, what we're about and, and what drives us to, to do what we do. And it's, it's so much more than, than the trigger. <laughs> Your neighbor's dog came into the yard. And get a, there's a... Uh, <laughs> There, there's a full-blown hillbilly thing going on next door now. And almost minus one dog. <laughs> <laughs> About to be. You know, but then you look at, you know, and, and we'll throw another another notch in Kuyu's belt, and you look at what Burns has started to do yeah. with Conservation Direct and, you know, what what he's been able to accomplish, which is unfucking believable Full-blown, boots on the ground, things actually getting done. Not talking about doing yep. things, yeah. which is what seems or like... Or not sponsoring an event. <laughs> yeah, actually doing, doing something, and it's... It's a cool thing to be a part of. Yeah. Did you talk about that already? No. Sean got to do that. We we didn't go into detail on it or anything, but, um, yeah, no, we were kind of hitting on that whole philosophy of conservation. Well, you know, and and, and that's what it is. It is boots on the ground, and it's getting everybody involved, and it's also putting pressure 
on everybody else that maybe we need to start doing more. Yep. We're not doing enough. There needs to be more. So we've got stuff getting covered on the legislative legislative side. And now we have actual more stuff getting done on the conservation, visual proof, this is what's happening side. And it's it's remarkable to see. Yeah. No, it's a, a pretty awesome. And hopefully there's going to be more opportunities for some of the bigger organizations that aren't currently, in, you know, it, it just everybody doing Provi not talking about doing of, provides yeah. a system of checks and balances yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. and i think that like we were talking about earlier mm -hmm. where people have become complacent it is forcing a world of checks and balances mm -hmm. well let me just show you an example when we were down on the transplant you and i Andy, yeah. uh down in arizona on the conservation direct project and um there were some individuals that showed up that afternoon that were pretty prolific names in the hunting industry yeah and um their jaws were on the ground they saw what we'd done that day and they were like this is this is unbelievable what you guys are doing you know that's that's just an example of the older generation not seeing it and then when they do they they realize wow this is this is incredible what you guys are doing so it's important and that that generation needs to needs to be enlightened on a lot of that stuff mm -hmm. you know oh yeah yeah it's wild man and I, like i was looking at the conservation direct website earlier this morning or no i was looking at it last night when i got in right and if you look you can see the map of we took these sheep from here and moved them right. here and we took these sheep from here and moved them there and i'll be interested to watch that map populate over time over time and where yeah. it goes and what the it direction what, what it yeah. looks like in five years what it looks like in 10 years yeah and on and on and on and just so. increase the list keep it going you know I, and i don't know i don't know if this is even a possibility at all but um you know people like to feel like they're connected and a part of it and uh for that that i don't know if it was the transplant you guys did or or the next one but our friend Zach and I went in on a collar together. Mm -hmm. Now that they're tracking these animals with those collars, and I have no idea if this is realistic, but if you told me that I could have a login and and I could see where that thing is, yeah, you know, the, 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 I mean, how cool would that be? Like, I, I would I would check. I'd look all the time. Like, yeah. what's I, the sheep doing? Where yeah, is yeah. you know, I, I just like I, again, I. I think in, in, in order of ever drawing a tag in that area, I don't think anyone will ever be able no, to do that. But probably not. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. just like for uh, me and Maddie Forsyth both got our mm -hmm. names on a collar. Right. Yeah. yeah. And and to have that, like, and know that we're out there, boots on the ground. You know, I, I had to, the opportunity to participate in the first Conservation Direct project, yep. you know, with the Rocky Boy and everything like that. And, you know, continuing my support and getting to be a part of it thanks to brendan burns like no his ideas i mean it's it's going to reshape wild sheep it's conservation 100 percent, it has to it already has yeah and you know what i i wonder is maybe we'll see that go into other species as well maybe you'll see somebody do that with deer, deer. do that elk. with well, elk. i mean I, you know it, are, I, I it already know. has because what we're doing for sheep is benefiting everything else too but that is yeah. true yeah so yeah yeah well it sets the floor it does you know Th this is where we start yep and how far can we go with this yep you know it's pretty amazing and this just dawned on me but when you think of kuyu you know that the founder jason i mean he was such a visionary and truly brendan 
I mean, oh, he's no different. I mean, he he he'd be probably he wouldn't want to hear somebody say say it, but I mean, he really is. Like he's what he's done with this. He's incredibly visionary and forward thinking, and um, has changed a lot of things. It's awesome. Well, and really you look, cool. you you can look at his track record and what he was able to do with the Rocky Boy Res and and yep. and managing and helping their wild herd, their sheep herd become as prolific as it is to where they can now transplant sheep and it's a nursery it's a nurse you know what i mean and and that is going to go so far for sheep across america and and the repopulation of the species it's it's insane man it's insane no and it's um i mean it's no knock on our in in my opinion it's no knock on our state chapters and you know the, the big wild sheep and everything but uh you know what sometimes and and you know what i, I don't i don't care i'll say it out loud as a, a california wild sheep board member sometimes i i think we do a lot more talking and party throwing and maybe there's not enough action boots and, on the ground yeah. kind of stuff. i mean but you know what call uh, a spade a spade yeah i mean <laughs> maybe somebody's gonna hear me say that and be pissed at me for saying it but i i, I but that's I, okay man yeah. and 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 again to the point you know is like we need disruption. We need something to turn everything on its face to get a new, fresher look at how we could be doing things better. Yeah. You know, and I agree with you completely. There's a lot of great parties. There's, I mean, Sheep Show is hands down the wildest right. event. Next year, it's going to be better. more insane yeah. than it was this year. Yeah. You know, and it's it's only going to get bigger. And bigger. The, 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 absolutely. And it's great. Like, it brings us together as a community. But... You puts know. everybody in the same room yep. Yep. and sometimes it's uncomfortable you yep. know because there's a lot of opinions and a lot of a lot of people that are pissed off at you know different ways that things could be done and things aren't being done and you know there's a broad broad spectrum you know but again if everyone thought the same it, it yeah would, it would yeah. it would die it would die so group think happens but you know the the conservation director with Bernard, the, the that boots on the ground we need Again, a little less talk and a lot more action. I, yeah. I think we need it across the board. Yeah. So. And it'll happen. It's getting there. Good. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, something something that's really near and dear to my heart, and I've had some frustrations with some other conservation hunting organizations, is um, more kids, man. It needs to, it, it, even though I, I think Wild Sheep does a pretty good job of it, they're a lot better than some other organizations. Um, but if we don't get our kids involved, that we die, we will, it will, it will be gone in, in, in 50, 50 to 80 years. It will, it'll be gone. Well, something that I like that uh, GSCO grand slam club Ovis has been doing is the, the youth slam, the youth predator yeah. slam. Like that's cool. Yeah. Engage kids, get them out there, get a, get them to get a mountain lion, get them to get a, right. you know, some dogs. Get yeah, them sure. to get and now they even have one where, where it's three different categories, isn't it? Where yeah. They, the U3 or something. Yeah, the U3, something, that's something what along, it is. Something along that line. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just, and that's, that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and what a better way to engage kids and make them feel valued when they complete it and the whole background behind it. You yeah. Know? Yeah, there's uh, there's some other organizations where kids are non-existent at their events. That they just I, I saw it with my own eyes last year, and, and it's very concerning to me. And I know where you're going there, Paul. And I mean, we're talking like high 
people in high offices in these organizations flat out coming out and saying, well, I, I don't like the idea of a youth program because that's not where our money is. Yeah. I, I'm not joking, like verbatim. Yeah. yeah. It, it, and meanwhile, you better check yourself. And meanwhile, you know, 50 to 60% of these people are going to be gone in, in 10 or 15 years. Mm -hmm. And there will be the, the, the that's order, the changing it, of the guard. It, we were it talking will about. cease to exist if you know more it, people, it, it, younger people don't get involved. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I always find it interesting too, you know, there because there was so much slamming of you know, Sitka, Kuyu, you know, whatever, whatever major brand it may be against them. Well, what are these guys doing for conservation? Like, motherfucker, what? Like, yeah, do, you know, and, and I think. Right now, there's such an influx of new people coming in to the hunting and conservation side of things. Like, sure, you buy a license and your tag, and you're a fucking hunter conservationist. Like, give me a break. Fucking get involved. Understand the workings. Understand what's going on behind the scenes. Understand the connection of the dots and how everything gets funded and works. You know, which I think people are starting to get a better understanding of that. But it's like... Dude, those companies are, those brands are throwing millions of dollars behind conservation in one direction or another. Yeah. You know what I mean? And on top of that, the amount of money that they raise in taxes by sales of their products for uh, the Roberts and Pittman Act is yeah. dumbfounding. Yeah. You know? No, it is. And when people want to knock on those companies, it's like you realize that they are the structure, they are the backbone that's funding most of this. And like you can get pissed off because they didn't say something. But it's not really, in my opinion, it's not really on a brand to, be to come out and have public statements about every right. fucking bill that's going on, yeah. because it's then they become a a a, a public uh, a public spectacle and an interest of whatever it is. Like yeah. they're there to well it, sell the really, apparel. I, our federal government anymore will will attack them. I mean, they will try we'll to cancel they, culture. They, they, yeah, they will harm yeah. them. I, absolutely. I, to some They'll degree, mobilize it, against it's, them. it's good for them to stay a little bit off the radar in that standpoint. And, you know, it, the, if I say it, cancel me, right? It doesn't matter. But for them, um, it could have just a tremendous effect on hundreds, if not thousands of people and everything. Let them spend the money. fact is, this sheep show probably doesn't happen without without Sitka and Kuyu like the, they they dump so much money the, into those events they are the Yeti the, 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 yeah. there you go I mean they, they are they are the Walmart in the big parking lot right yeah. I mean the, the, they bring everything in that allows everything, a lot of those everything else to happen to, to happen and exist yep. yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. without them they're it's not it's nothing it, it, it'll, it'll, it'll be this big versus what it is and yeah. it just doesn't make any sense yeah yeah I was just find that so interesting man it's so interesting to me i was talking with a fella about it and he <laughs> and his comment to me was so funny it was so like a a little kid being like well i'm gonna take all my toys out of the sandbox and go play somewhere else take my ball and go home yeah like <laughs> you know and and i was i was trying to explain to him there's so much more to it than than just you know, whatever you think you see on social media, you know, and some of the folks, even their response was even just as much as like, well, I, I'd just like to see them repost. And it's like, man, that's what you want. You want, you want a social media recognition for whatever it was. And like, 
with the howl thing and what 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 Charles has been doing, what's really like caught my interest is the folks that won't, the organizations that won't back him up and won't jump on board because they're not the ones who came up with it. They're not the first to the table. They're not, you know, like, right. well, you're taking away from our income. You know, this is our job. This is our career. Well, like, what's your career? You show up to a lobbyist and say, well, you know, we're X, Y, and Z organization, and we have a roster that's 30,000 members deep. That What the fuck does that do? Nothing. Nothing. What are you doing to mobilize that 30,000? What are you doing to gain traction? Get emails out, get our voices heard. Posting an article isn't going to do much. It's going to make us, right, us as hunters, maybe we're a, a three-year member to an organization, and they, they post an article that champions uh, some conservation or, you know, some anti-bill statement. But what does that 30,000 people do after they read the article? They're like, yeah. Yeah. We feel great. Yeah. You know, but like, okay, what's the next step? What, yeah. what are we actually going to do? What do we need for these 33,000 people to send or these 30,000 people to send 30,000 emails? You know, what's yeah. the catalyst there? And, and, and I'm glad to see that gap getting filled. There's definitely something to be said for, there's so many people that if it's not about them, them personally, yeah, them getting the recognition. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's but like the, the, if you block out their face, they don't give a shit about it because yeah. it's more about them than it is about yep. the, the the greater good, right? And um, I, I, you talk about the guy that you know took his toys and went home. Yeah, it, it probably wasn't enough about him. Well, I was trying to explain to him Pittman Robertson Act, and he's like, "Well, Pittman Robertson Act is our money. That's our taxpayers' dollars." And I was like, "Well, no, it's it's not our money." It's the money that's going back into conservation and things are getting done. And without these companies, we wouldn't have the millions of dollars. And their, their response was somewhat to the extent of, well, you know, if, if they're not going to have a voice and they're not going to stand up and support us, I'm just not, you know, I'll just go back to Walmart camo. What? <laughs> How is that even a solution? Yeah. Like the, the solution should be buying more products, spending more money, putting more money into that kitty for more help, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Funny. I mean, th th those companies, th they have to, they have to make a living. They have to pay their employees and yeah. pay themselves. And, and using Kuyu as an example, one that is constantly re-engineering and looking for better, better innovation. I mean, that, 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 that ain't free. <laughs> that that no. stuff just doesn't come out of thin air. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But, I don't know for you guys if somebody wanted to get into international hunting or get into more and then we'll wrap this up what would be your best suggestion for anybody that was looking you know for a on budget experience cheaper than an elk hunt kind of deal what would be your best advice for someone that could go out and, and on an in, in international basis yeah, yeah. well or, or you know even Alaska okay there, you know. there, there's two one is one you just got done with. The Ibex, the baby. Mid, mid Asian Ibex. You can <laughs> do it for, let's just say ten grand. Let's just call it ten yeah, grand. My 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 uh, build all said and uh, done, taxidermy and everything it, is ten five. Yeah. Okay. There yeah, you go, right there. And that's two Ibex. I mean, I mean, I've been to Tajikistan or a stand country. It, yeah. The experience is like nothing you'll ever experience. Life changing. It is life changing. Um, or uh, Alaska Kodiak Island, which. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just told Andy this morning he's going to he's going to go to Kodiak Island with us next year with Paul and I. So Sounds that's awesome. good. No, that's I'm in on that. The, so that's it's, great. It's a unbelievable experience, and yeah. you, can, you can do that for let's just call it seventy five hundred yeah. door to door, and that's being pretty conservative. And yeah. that that's kind of a first class all the way yeah under 7500 i can't wait to be on the boat oh it's yeah (laughs) that's gonna be fun i'm looking forward to that we we have a that boat's shaping out to be freaking awesome too we're gonna flip-flop on that boat oh nice if we can get a charcoal grill on there we can we can make it work we'll figure it out even if we have to do it on a beach one afternoon after a hunt but we're gonna do it. Absolutely. Well, you mean it gets dark at two fifteen? <laughs> Does it really? <laughs> it's like four o'clock. It, <laughs> no four, way. By, by four thirty, it's dark. That's yeah. the that's one of the great things about it is there's so much downtime. You get to play cards. Oh and man, yeah. Get a little game of gin. Then. Oh, fish off the back of the boat. Yeah. Mm, it's. When everything you're eating on the boat, you're eating fresh crab, oh, it, it, fresh it, sushi. It, it's it's unbelievable, and it's yeah. it's a pretty strenuous hunt for the eight hours you're out there every day mm-hmm. and you don't lose weight on the hunt yeah. no but you gain way. weight you gain weight yeah i'm good at gaining weight right now i got a yeah. nice yeah. got a nice tire yeah. that started Thank, thanks COVID. <laughs> and i'm running so, i'm running and i cannot just, lose i'm still gaining weight and i'm running every day it's fucking terrible <laughs> but well, no that you, the, that's an awesome opportunity um i'm at i, I i've been once and i can't wait to go back it, it really is it's great and we were talking earlier about you're somewhere it's so obviously there's more people on kodak island than the other places we're talking about but you're you're alone out there you, you and your partner you're out there and i mean it's just having a good it's time it's really it's pretty cool. awesome it's really yeah. cool and, and staying on the boat and it's just the, the whole experience is pretty awesome i'm excited so that's yeah. gonna be i got a I got a good year shaping up ahead of me got this will be 23 Oh, okay. 23. Well, 23 will be great because it's dull sheep time. So There you go. You'll be in great shape for it. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm ready. Yeah. But Speaking of great time, what are we doing today? Yeah. Today we're going to flip-flop a dull sheep leg. That's right. That's right. Have you, that's ever, a, have you ever flip-flopped a, a sheep leg before? Yeah. Well, yeah. were you at sheep show? I was, but yes. So we did yeah. the we did the Rocky Mountain sheep leg barbecue. That yeah. went for $9,500, mm-hmm. which was insane to me. And then, uh, so I've cooked a Rocky Mountain leg and a desert leg. Today will be the first doll leg. Uh, Greg so McHale. You need a stone for your, your Greg slam. Ma- Greg McHale's, we're, we're working that out. And then uh, we are planning, and we're not exactly sure of a date yet, but we're planning an event, and it's going to be a Grand Slam barbecue, and we're going to do a desert, a Rocky, a doll, and a stone leg. All in the same day. That's awesome. And everybody there is going to get to eat all the, four. A Grand Slam barbecue. That's a that, that, that's, that's a little cool. that's a little better than Denny's Grand Slam. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is a little bit better than a Denny's Grand Slam. That's cool. Yeah. that's cool. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what I first time I met you. I walked up and was that the Kuyu at the garage Academy? And you were flip flopping and. We, we, like, what's we, this? We, we left there and went. That's the coolest damn idea. Yeah. <laughs> Don really was is. Don was pretty fun that day. Oh yeah, Don, Don was Don, wild that day. Don Don will be that way here in a few hours, I'm sure too. As soon as he walks it, in, the door. Is, he, is he coming here? Uh huh. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Here gracious. we go. I'm gonna cancel my appointments for the morning. <laughs> Shoot, it's gonna be a long one. But cool, we'll end there. Yeah, absolutely. It's been awesome. Yeah, right on. So, Thanks, guys. Right, Thanks for right. coming on. Right. Thank right. you.
Thanks for tuning in to the show, folks. If you'd like to check us out online, our website is www.theflipflopguide.co. You can find out all the information you need to have your own flip-flop in your own backyard. We encourage this, and we'd love to see this happening in every backyard across America. You can purchase our sauces that have been cranking out flip-flops from my grandfather since the 1960s. If you had trouble filling your tags this year, we also have available on our website Maui Nui Axis Deer Legs. They're 100% USDA approved and ready for your consumption. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram at the flip flop guy. We hope you have a great day. Thanks for tuning in and don't forget to smash that subscribe button.